It's Paul from Drums and Rums, where the backbeats meets the spirits. This episode is sponsored by Club Tiki. Visit them at clubtikico.com to order rum-based cocktails in a can. Use promo code Drums and Rums to receive a discount, and if you order four four packs or more, you'll get free shipping. They can the tropics, so you don't have to. So you don't have to. July 9th. So the daiquiri is probably one of the regard, most regarded cock- rum cocktails that's out there. Yes, you have mojitos and the pina coladas, and you have a lot of other variations, Mai Tais, and all sorts of cock- you know, tiki cocktails, etc. But the daiquiri, right? So why not do an episode on the daiquiri, which just so happens to coincide, like I said, on July 19th when this episode drops. So when you hear of daiquiri, what comes to mind? Something that's in this, that's in a blender? Or something that's more served straight up in a cocktail glass? Now, if you're listening to this, you're going to have to check out the YouTube video that will get the references, what we've got going on here in the studio. Now, again, you're you're a rum influencer or rum in not influencer, but a rum connoisseur, a rum enthusiast, or something that you're already very well versed in the rum world, you already know. You may have already skipped and stopped listening. But please, if you're still listening, please hang on. So if you're new to rum or just maybe not into rum, but you are listening, thank you for listening. As again, I hope to provide some little bit of education and some sharing, some knowledge that you may not have come across. So, what is a actual daiquiri? Again, the daiquiri is one of the most simplest cocktails you can make. All that consists of the traditional daiquiri is light rum, lime juice, and simple syrup. That's it. That's it. And again, with those three ingredients, you pour them all into a shaker with some ice cubes. You shake it really well. You strain it into a cocktail glass. And you serve it straight up, which means without ice. And you garnish that with a half a lime. And there you go. That is your classic daiquiri. So I'm going to go ahead and quickly make one. Because why not? I should be sipping on a daiquiri while I tell you about National Daiquiri Day. So here we go. So again, it is very simple. It's an ounce and a half of white rum. And what I'm using here in this daiquiri, we're going to make, again, there's all sorts of variations. There's all sorts of different rums you can use. Nobody's choice of rum is wrong. Everyone has their preferences. So, which is great because you love to try other ones. Why does somebody else like theirs versus yours? And it, you got to give it a try, right? So, we are using white rum from Rock Sound Rum. And we're going to talk a little bit about why we're using white, white rum from Rock Sound Rum. Say that 10 times fast. Okay, so here's our ounce and a half. And again, I'm using my, my jigger to do my proper measurements and pours. Okay, there's my ounce and a half of white rum. 
next, I had already squeezed a ounce of lime juice. And again, yes, can you get some lime juice that's in the, one of the squirt bottles, the liquid? Go with fresh limes, okay? Fresh limes matter, please. It makes such a difference having fresh, any, other, any fresh fruit that goes into any of your cocktails. And then next, what we have is simple syrup. Make that. Now again, here I just said don't use any of the squirt bottles for your lime juice, but I think the simple syrup is just basically you know, liquid uh, sugar. Some people make their own, but you can also just buy it pretty much anywhere, the supermarket, the local liquor store, etc. So now next comes our shaking process, okay? Trainers here. And again, slowly pour this in there. There you go. Perfect in the glass. Not too much, not too little. Again, serve that with a lime. There is your classic daiquiri. Again, it's super simple. And again, it is very refreshing. So if you've got those ingredients in your home bar. Mm. Just, the right, just the right amount of sweet, just the right amount of tart. Again, check out Rock Sound Rum there. Good friends of ours, podcast alums, also Joel Lakovich and so forth. Also, if you're looking to upgrade your bar tools in your house, your home bar, check out Cocktail Kingdom for some really quality products that they website so go check them out so okay why did i choose why did i bring up rock sound rum well okay i know i could have picked any rums on, on the back wall behind me here or gone to the liquor store or and so forth but we'll talk a little bit about different options and in other things that are out there and again remember no rum is better than the other everyone has a different preference and that rum is fun just remember that okay so why did i mention rock sound rum well I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate National Daiquiri Day than with our good friends at Rock Sound Rum. Okay. Okay. Now, if you have followed the podcast uh, or our social media, you you may know why. But if not, welcome to the show and welcome to all this world of craziness. But here's why. So back in February of this year, 2022, they broke the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest daiquiri. Now, what does that mean? Okay, so what they did was they built a large container that looked like a tiki mug or tiki uh, container. <laughs> and they poured all the ingredients into this container. So it took Four hours for co-founder Joel Lakovich to construct a daiquiri exhaustingly and exactly with 275 750 milliliter bottles. So again, if you're watching the video, you'll see this one bottle. Basically, it's just a bottle that you buy. It would buy in the store. 
the original light rum, 27 and a half gallons of fresh simple syrup, and 27 and a half gallons of fresh lime juice. So that's a lot. Like I said, I was there, okay? I saw the empty bottles and I was there. So, and again, there's reference to they had their commemorative tiki mugs. There you go. See, I was there. And what was really cool was this was held at the Chive TV. You know, you probably see them in the sports bars, the Chive TV. It was ha- actually done at their headquarters in downtown Austin. Super great. Really cool. So they beat the old record. They shattered it by 95 gallons. So kudos to you guys there. And again, Joel is also known as the cocktail scientist. He writes for Got Rum magazine. So definitely check him out. So again, cheers to Rock Sound Rum and uh, Joel and Tracy over at Okay. So. You're wondering, okay, so there's all this big hype here about the cocktail. What goes into it? So, what do I already know? Well, the daiquiri dates back to Cuba at around the 20th century, the turn of the 20th century. Although the drink didn't gain popularity in, in the U.S. until around the 1940s. Now, most of you probably would figure, okay, well, yeah, it makes sense that. Because rum is mostly based, Caribbean based, that it would, of course, came from Cuba's known of one, you know, one of the many islands in the Caribbeans of the location of foundation of rum, Barbados, etc. But of course, Cuba's always out there. So, Daiquiri is also a small village 14 miles east of Santiago de Cuba. It became a focal point of the U.S. invasion of Cuba in the Spanish-American War. So now they they go, we, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things that are going on there. Um, unfortunately, you know how how and maybe it's an unfortunate way or that we learned about the daiquiri through this way. But these is it be that it may be, however you say that. The drink was supposedly invented by an American mining engineer named Jennings Cox, who was in Cuba at the time of the the war. And it's also possible that William A. Chandler, a U.S. congressman who purchased the Santiago Iron Mines in 1902, introduced the daiquiri to the clubs in New York in that year. So there's, there's, there's still a lot of, you know, you know, who remembers, who kept track of certain things, but that's pretty much is the name that comes up as Jennings Cox had been given the recognition of who invented it. Now, let's probably be on, let's be honest here. He probably didn't uh, invent it. Now, there's a story here that I'll tell you where one of the stories, how it was invented, but I'm sure that the great people uh, that, that are, that lived in Cuba at that time, the early 1900s were the ones who invented it. They just may have called it something else and so forth. But the story goes about Cox was while entertaining guests one night, he ran out of gin that everyone was enjoying. He went out and purchased the easiest liquor he could find, which was rum, again, being in Cuba. Adding lemons and mineral water and ice to the rum, he turned it into a punch for his guest. They loved it and wanted to know what the name of it was. 
and he didn't have a name. And it should have been called a rum sour according to some of the conventions of the day, right? Because obviously some of the ingredients he put in there. But Cox did not feel that was good enough for such a fine drink. So he named it after the nearby beach and called it Daiquiri. Now, it was also, you know, well-loved in Havana and beyond, become the signature drink of the historic cocktail bar El Floridita. Now, the head bartender at the time was Constantino Vert, and he is credited with inventing the frozen daiquiri around the 1930s, which most of you, as I mentioned, probably may think of a daiquiri, right? And also for serving a frequent visitor, Ernest Hemingway himself. Again, y'all probably know Ernest Hemingway. You've probably read the books in school, The Old Man in the Sea, and very many other things there. But Hemingway did travel a lot to Cuba at the time before in 1950, you know, before Castro came in. So, according to Liquor.com, now, there's also a, a daiquiri version for Hemingway. So again, there are a lot of many little offshoots of the original daiquiri recipe, but the Hemingway daiquiri. So the story goes according to liquor.com. On his way out of the Floridita, he noticed a bartending setting up daiquiris. Never one to walk past the drink. Hemingway took a sip. Not bad, he said, but he preferred them with no sugar and double the rum. The bartender made one as specified and then named the drink after him. This version got the name the Papa Doble due to the doubling. Now, two ounces of white rum, an ounce, half an ounce of maraschino liquor, liqueur, three quarts of an ounce of lime juice freshly squeezed, a half an ounce of grapefruit juice freshly squeezed. Now, his, Hemingway's concern wasn't about the quantity. Uh, Quantity. It was more about the quantity than the quality. And Hemingway proudly claimed the Floridita house record of 16 double daiquiris. Of course, he didn't want sugar in the daiquiri. Now, those 16 drinks, if traditionally made, would have been nearly two cups of sugar. If the alcohol didn't kill him, the sugar would have. Again, now that's a lot of people think, you know, we've probably talked many times on the podcast about sugar in general. It's bad for diabetics. Rum is bad. Uh, rum as a distilled spirit, it's processed. So straight up as it comes, there's no sugar left. Of course, it's all the cocktails you make with it and all the things you put in it that makes it sweeter. So again, maybe uh, Hemingway knew, knew a little bit about his health to make sure that having too much sugar wasn't really necessarily good for you. But again, then I guess neither having too much alcohol either. But anyway. So, even when it comes to bartending, the daiquiri, as I mentioned, three ingredients, that's it. A daiquiri is a great way to judge a bartender's skills. Since it's such a simple drink, but it's also one you can easily mess up if you don't balance it properly. And many bar owners test bartenders with the daiquiri when entering viewing for a job at their establishment again they can't hide behind all the other mixes and things like that it's just straight three ingredients so again if you're going to a bar 
going to a Chili's, an Applebee's, and you ask for a daiquiri, more than likely, you're going to get the one that comes in that blender, from that blender or the machine spinning around. And if you're asking, say, no, I want a regular daiquiri, most servers or even probably the bartenders have not been trained or don't know what the daiquiri is. Again, the original daiquiri. I've gone through that many times. A lot of people I've talked to have also experienced the same thing. The bartenders don't know what the daiquiri is. They know frozen daiquiri. And again, if they don't have a machine, because that's usually what they'll say, you say, oh, we don't have a blender. One, bartenders hate mixing drinks in a blender. They hate anything that's going to require a big making, a big mess, and a big cleanup, and so forth. So slinging beer and slinging easy-to-make cocktails is what they're really in there for. So you may have to train or may have to educate, but just be, be courteous about if it's something that they don't know and help them out because that'll gain them the ability to learn something new. And that's what this is all about, right, is learning and teaching and sharing knowledge and so forth. Nobody needs to be the one that hoards all that knowledge. So I've done that a couple times, you know, try to be very tactful about it. Said, hey, try this out. Here's what you do. Here's how you make it. And again, it's something new. So, so like I said, depending on where you go, there's lots of great places you can actually get some really good daiquiris made. Again, you're probably going to really hit the ones that are in the tiki bars. There's a lot of great tiki bars that are all over the U.S. and all over the world. Uh, as well as here locally here where I'm at in Florida, there's also a lot of pe folks, uh, you know, I, I pulsed a few Facebook groups for some, you know, some of their rums that they would put in their daiquiris. Also, where would they think some of the best places to get a daiquiri here in Florida? And a couple of names came up was in Miami. There's a place called Cafe La Trova. And again, is very Cuban and, and, and infused, inspired right down there in Miami. Been to that place lots of times. Great place to go hang out and just experience the whole vibrant lifestyle of, uh, you know, Cuban music, and Cuban food, and Cuban drinks, and just everything. So Cafe La Trova is one of them that somebody mentioned. Also in Sarasota, which is on the west coast of Florida, it's a place called Dive Wine and Spirits. I haven't been there, but a lot of people do recommend that location as a place that makes great daiquiris. And also, uh, you got to check out the website for Florida Rum Society. They have quite a few what they call fourth barrel merchants. And that's part of their partnership with the Florida Rum Society and establishments around the state of Florida that has are very rum centric, rum friendly, and, you know, and, and uh, enthusiast also in the rum world. So, again, these are some of these locations that are been. Elevated, I guess, for recognition to the other Florida Rum Society members. There's places to go check out if you're really into rum. So as I mentioned, I post some of the rum Facebook groups that I belong to. And here's a list of, uh, a short list of a few of the names that came up when I asked, what is going into your daiquiri? Or what is your favorite rum to make a daiquiri? And here in no particular order, I'm just going to rattle it off. And here we go. Don Q. Cristal, Dos Madaria, five and five, Probitas. Now, that came up quite a few, a uh, couple times. So, I have not had Probitas. I could be saying it wrong, too. But that's one that came up pretty frequent. So, seems to be now again, also um, 
a very well-regarded one, too. I know I just haven't had a chance to come across it. Uh, Wing Walker. Streamer Tail. Charanda Europan. That's a Mexican one. Labat, 59. There's also recognition for Florida's own Copper Bottom Silver Rum. Ray and Nephew. So, we got some of that. And most of you may have heard of that. Havana Club, seven, the seven-year. Again, another one most probably familiar with, if you can get it here in the U.S. And also Real McCoy, three-year. So, again, these are just a small little list of a few that people shared with me when I asked that question as far as what was your preferred or favorite rum that's going to go into your daiquiri or making a daiquiri. And, again, you see there's a list there. A lot of people have different preferences and different styles and, and so forth. So again, no rum is wrong when you're making a daiquiri. You can make it, I know the original recipe does call for a white rum or light rum or silver, whatever, clear rum, right? But you know what? Whatever your taste is, that's what you just go with. So again, hopefully you're listening to this. And when you're listening into your car or on your way home or at work or wherever you're at, don't forget to celebrate National Daiquiri Day. Go to your bar, maybe go home or stop by the liquor store, grab some of those ingredients. Again, simple to make, tons of YouTube videos that are out there. Again, if you watch our video, you'll see me making it. But again, go ahead and have fun. Check it out. Because just within a few, in a few weeks is August. And August is actually National Rum Month. So we have a lot planned for August, a lot of rum guests. So definitely, if you're a rum enthusiast, these are the, this is the month to be checking out the podcast. So again, hopefully you enjoyed that. If you learned something new about this episode and about the rums, daiquiris, and some of these stories that kind of, uh, it's a little bit of history there too. So again... Please go ahead and give us, if you like this episode, you like the podcast, please give us a rating and a review. Leave us a review. I love to hear feedback. What's working? What don't you like? What can I change? Or just, you know, say, give us me a nice little kudos and attaboy. So over on Apple uh, Podcast, leave us a five-star rating. Leave me a review. Follow. Check us out on YouTube and all the other places in social media there. I'm all over the place there with the drums and rums. So again, I appreciate it checking out this episode and hopefully you have a great Tuesday here enjoying National Daiquiri Day like I will be. So this is Paul. This is where the back beats me spirit. Thanks all. Apple uh, podcast. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave me a review. Follow. Check us out on YouTube and all the other places in social media there. I'm all over the place there with the drums and rums. So again, Appreciate it checking out this episode, and hopefully you have a great Tuesday here. Enjoying National Daiquiri Day, like I will. So this is Paul. This is where the back beats me spirit. Thanks all. If you like what we're doing here at Drums and Rums, we have a Patreon link to help with setting up interviews and creating content that you find entertaining and interesting. Also, if you'd like to sponsor, advertise on the podcast, or if you want to come on as a guest to promote something related to the show, email me at info at drumsandrums.com. Lastly, I want to thank Brad Brock Toon titled Once Upon a Bottle of Rum. 
and check out his podcast, Jams and Cocktails. Thanks again for listening, where the backbeats meet the spirits.